Hi everyone, this is Catherine from Her Community Too. I'm here to support community care. Community Care Companions Incorporated, a licensed home care agency that is looking to hire HHAs, which is a home health aide, PCAs, personal care assistants, LPNs, which is a licensed practical nurse, and RNs, registered nurse, to service all of Long Island, the five boroughs, and Westchester County. They offer more than just a paycheck. They have weekly pay, paid time off, two discount programs, health insurance, paid in services, friendly and fun welcome orientation, referral bonus program, unlimited, appreciation awards and events, training and more. Come be a part of an organization that is more like family. Call the recruitment department at 631-848-2670. Again, that's 631-848-2670. Please tell them Catherine from Heart Community 2 sent you and you'll be glad you did. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Her Community 2. We are coming to you live from Suffolk County, Long Island, New York. We are nestled in the beautiful town of Babylon. I am your host, Catherine Corella. And tonight, we have a very special guest. His name is Joseph Giagrande. And he is locally known as Joe the Grower. And he is for, from Poquag, New York. He is a farmer of vegetables and flowers. How are you, Joe? I'm doing all right tonight. I'm hanging in there, staying warm You're up here. Hanging in, in there. Okay. Where are you originally from? Uh, I was born in the Bronx, New York. Okay. And, and uh, what brought you to Pequot? Um, I was chasing a girl around in junior high school and uh, started getting into like making grapevine wreaths and stuff like that. And uh, never got this girl, but. We landed up, you know, meeting up with a local deli, and they let me sell my grapevine wreaths on the side of the road. And then I used to start some dried flowers. And then a big nursery near Poughkeepsie in Pleasant Valley, New York, wanted mm-hmm. me to, you know, big order on wreaths and stuff. And that's where my kind of career into this, like, you know, flowers and greenhouse kind of thing started. Okay, so you had a love of growing things, correct? Yes, I mean, my father worked for the New York Botanical Garden for over 33 years and, you know, started out as a painter and maintenance and became a foreman until he had a stroke, you know, in the mid-90s. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what's going on with the farming business? How is that going for you? Um, right now, I'm just about at a complete standstill. I'm only selling firewood and I'm trying to get a food bus um, up and running to try to boost some kind of business because I've been pretty much leveled out here by a couple of years of hard hardcore mother nature and her uh, fury. Now farming is very difficult because it could be very profitable or um, it's because you your business is based on mother nature, correct? Yes. Okay. So, and that's where the government usually aids the farmers. Am I right? Yes, that's correct. So you can provide the vegetables to the supermarkets or is it just let you just sell at a stand i'm a retail for considered more of a roadside farm market retail stand okay okay 
Okay. But that's still equally important because I know a lot of um, like when you drive out here on Long Island, if you go out all the way east, um, there's a lot of uh, fruit and vegetable stands and pie stands. So, you know, and, and they do very well. And, and how is your business? You said it's not doing that well. Why? Why is that? Um, I got leveled out beginning in 2011 with Hurricane Irene and that, that's where everything kind of spiraled downhill and it was just really difficult to recover from storm number one and was hit from Superstorm Sandy the following year and two more right back to back. Wow. So what did that do to... So let's go back to the beginning when you... Okay, after the storm. So then what took place after that? Were you able to get back on your feet after Hurricane Irene? Um, no, I uh, went to a FEMA tent that was set up uh, on public radio and it was for farmers in Dutchess County uh-huh. and I went there and got my emergency disaster number and they sent me to the back of the tent and said you know fill out an SBA low interest emergency disaster aid loan and for whatever reason the SBA says we don't work with farms and they said go back up to the front of the tent and I told them and then they went back and got into this big argument and basically by the end of the day I went home with no loan at all and it was just I was in disbelief now what did FEMA say when, in case anybody that knows, knows, does not know what SBA is that's the small business administration yes. so when you did you go to FEMA after the SBA said that they could not help you I've been made several calls and just I've been going in loops it's just I got absolutely nowhere with nobody everybody was you know call this person call that person we'll call you back and got absolutely nowhere with it Wow. Okay. So then from there, what happened? Uh, We went into the following year. I was trying to like just grow and move on with, you know, the best I had at that point and what I had left because, you know, I I went backwards over $20,000 in stock. I lost, you know, a lot of meats and perishables, freezer beef, pork, ice cream, pestos that I make that I grow from my own garlic on the farm. Uh-huh. So going going into the next year for the spring of uh, 2012, I you know I'd lost my mother to a diabetic coma, and wow. uh, you know at that point it's like you know I lost my backbone, my family. It's, you know, it's like you're both like, superheroes, kind of say. Uh, right, I, and I get that. I lost I lost I just lost my mother a couple of months ago, so no, I do understand that. And I was like, you know, show's got to go on. I got to be strong and just you know crumble down and try to go forward and keep the plants alive and do mourning and you know back and forth of raising plants because I do everything by myself I was just about to ask you were you did you have um employees or you just did totally everything solo I started this business barehanded by myself I've never had a giant bank loan I've never had credibility you know I kind of grew up in my teen years working you know kind of off the books just washing dishes and windows at a local pizzeria Mm-hmm. So okay. I had any credibility established or credit card. So I was going in just like, you know, with nothing. Wow. Okay. So in 2012, you lost your mom. So go from there. What happens then? Um, basically, we got to that fall. We had Superstorm Sandy came in and I just, you know, got a little bit of money to try to fix the roof and some of the damage because we had so much water came in. It took out a lot of the electrical equipment, you know, burned out motors on freezers and, mm-hmm. you know, sorts of electronic things and whatnot, you know, like okay. inverter boxes. I don't understand all that stuff that well, but, um, you know, I tried to replace and do all that stuff on my own because I didn't have any insurance to cover it at that point. And uh, that's just, it, it hit really hard. You know, now we're trying to go into the next year and grow for the following spring. We don't have, 
you know, functional equipment and stuff, it's just, it's very difficult. Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I know I do um, a little bit of growing of vegetables, not nothing like you remotely, uh, just, just tomatoes. And uh, I tried eggplants that didn't work too well. Uh, cucumbers and tomatoes are the only thing I can seem to grow. So, but you are doing much more than that. So how much acres do you have or had? This farm is 7.2 acres in the agricultural district. And I've been here for 22 years and one year officially or unofficially prior that the the landowners actually held the note and let me pay it. Um, And I I was there. So it's pretty much good solid 23 years, I would say. Back when I was 96. Okay. So... You still own the farm, correct? Or no? Still own the farm, yes. Okay. So, what is it What is it that you need or what is it that you have been doing to try to sustain your farm? Is it profitable right now? Um, no, not right now. I'm trying to fight the whole saving the whole thing from getting sold at auction and you know that whole thing because my veteran partner actually came into this picture a little bit, you know, a few years after to try to help me out of this whole mess. Right. And, and has he been successful? No. Okay. Why is that? And he's a vet? Yes, he's a Vietnam vet. He's, okay. uh, I think, turned just turned 70 years old today. Okay. And, okay, but there's special circumstances for vets for aid, especially if they're a partner, Correct. Yes, or no. I, I'm, a, I'm a president of a corporation, and uh, what had happened is, with all this fiasco tied together, somebody threw somebody through the town, and the you know real estate agent said, you know, you have to have somebody with strong credit because of your credibility, you know, because of all the tarnishments from the storms and me defaulting on a, an operating loan. It you know kind of crippled me back to zero. So we were actually trying to purchase another piece of farm property down the street on a major corner to boost enough sales to rebuild the farm here from all of the damage. Correct. And that sounds like a good plan. It really does. Yeah. There's everybody in there. There was a farmer that was there currently. Uh, well, he just retired. He turned 73 and said, you know, I want to spend time with my grandchildren and enjoy life. You know, it's time for me to like, you know, throw the head into the farm and my son's going to take over on their farm. That's not too far nearby from that property. And I kind of came into the picture and we purchased the property and within three days, the town shut us down. The town? Okay. The town of East Fishkill, it's known as Hopewell Junction, New York, had a cease and desist order on my farm tent. Uh, I had closed, I believe it was September 14th of 2016, and it was all high in celebration of, you know, we're going to make it and you know make the profits and fix the other farm and create jobs and employ and have at least... You know, six employees at each farm. And, you know, right, because that's what because that's why the government helps the farm is because it offers employment. It even offers it even helps to have um, they uh, help the farmers or migrant workers um, with their visas. Correct for someone who's undocumented, do they help? I mean, they is there any type of incentive when they do that, or is is it someone that uh, has to be documented to work the farms, or um, is that? familiar with all of that i'm, I'm sure okay. i know they have all sorts of programs for you know different workers to come on farm okay. that type of thing, but i'm not familiar with it to know exactly it's like okay that. um okay so the town of east fish kill shut you down and what was the reason that they shut you down for 
somebody did not communicate because I asked permission prior to you know the sale mm-hmm. and you know during the sale I double checked and then when this thing had happened after the sale they said oh the people downstairs in zoning didn't communicate with the people in planning that didn't get back to the engineers and back to the supervisor or something to that effect okay so they says you know put down in writing and I put down, you know, I'm going to have a food bus, a tent, I'm going to sell tomatoes, peppers, you know, and all that kind of type of thing. You know, mums, pumpkins, etc., Christmas trees, wood bundles. Okay. And they went back in the office, came back out, and, you know, said, here's a copy. We made copies. I spoke to my boss, and we're going to get you applied for a special use permit, and we'll put you on the next month's agenda, if not the following month's agenda. And she said, it shouldn't be a big deal. It's just you have to go through the process. So because there was miscommunications with downstairs and upstairs and having to get the special use permit prior, you know, we'll make this exception and let you, you know, do just like the other guy did. Right. And we continued to do that. And I noticed a gentleman across the street taking photos. And it was one of the town officials because he later pulled into the driveway and says, you need to take the flags down. He said, the POW flag, the American flag, and your open flag has to come down. You're in violation of some section of the zoning law. No fluttering flags are allowed on the premises. So, so a town, point. an elected town official told you you cannot have an American flag and a POW flag? He said flags. He said fluttering flags are not allowed. He says you have to take all of those flags down. And one was a POW, one was an American flag, and then one was one of the signs that, you know, like a rainbow flag that says open. Right, right, right. Okay. Um, all right. Well, so I, I complied. I didn't give him a hard time. I'm just like, okay, I don't want to cause any problem with anybody. I'm like, yes, sir. And just, I took them down. Okay. Approximately another two weeks go by. Same thing. He's taking photos, comes in. You can't have the sign. You have to take the sign down. You can't have anything. It's a three hundred and fifty dollars sign permit. I said, "Well, we're trying to get on next month's agenda, you know, and get a special use permit and all that." But he's like, "Well, you can't have a sign. You know, this is you know the thing of the good old boys doing what they want, how they want." He says, "This this is the rule. You have to take it down." So I was like, "Okay, I'm already selling pumpkins and mums. It's a no-brainer. You're coming off the Taconic State Parkway." That's the first thing you see when you're at the traffic light. So I don't, I don't need, really need a sign that says mumps. Okay. I, I can work this. So. Now, um, are you in Dutchess County? Yes, I am in Dutchess County, and both farms are in Dutchess County. They're just six and a half miles apart from each other. Wow. Okay. Um, do they have a section that, I mean, because there's you're not the only farm, correct? No, there's several other farms around. There's really big ones and a few of the smaller ones. Okay, so, and do they have any type of services or programs to help the farmers? Because they do have um, something called Rebuilding Together, right? But that's just not, for um, residents only, right? Um, I wasn't totally unaware of that. Okay, because yeah, they do have a program. Um, but I believe that's just for uh, for low-income homeowners who want to uh, improve their uh, homes. But I I would uh, imagine that they would have something um, for the farmers. And um, but you don't know anything about that. No one's directed you to anything like that, correct? 
No, no. And, and the other plan too was this the, the friend of mine, Andrew, that helped me out with this property here on 216, went into that with, you know, I can use the workshop and I can live here because he was just dating somebody. He's not married, doesn't have any family. And I was like, hey, this is kind of a cool thing. You'll have a wood shop down here, you know, a place where you can, you know, have another home. And I'll, you know, be out there selling the vegetables and making all this money and you know, raise it back to the 216 farm. Because my dream was to, you know, be here on 216 and raise a family. Right. And all of that sour prior to 16. Wow. Okay. Um, so what is so far has, um, what else so far has prevented you? So now can, can you go beyond the town? Um, if you let me back up just for one moment, going prior to purchasing the second farm. Sure, go ahead. Explain it. Go ahead. Is I went through the Superstorm Sandy thing. It was not designated a disaster area here in Dutchess County, but just south of us it was all the way down through like the Long Island, I guess, in New York City and that thing. I'm, I'm pretty sure it was down that way, but... Okay. Uh, we had 2013 and 2014, we had these ridiculous snowstorms. I mean, we were talking three and a half, four foot just shy over here, and it went all the way across the state of New York up to Buffalo. It was like going, you know, five foot, six foot. And uh, I met uh, Senator Schumer from somebody through a farm and home center that gave me a call and said he's doing a press conference. Okay. You know, he might be able to help you. So I met him, shook his hand. He announced me on public radio. The Poughkeepsie Journal newspaper was there. And I says, you know, look, I'm saying I'm having trouble getting some help from this disaster aid. Uh, the county told me there was no money in the budget or anything to help me. And, you know, because the way the economy was, the state of New York, Ag and Market, told me there was nothing in the state budget right now. You know, they're cutting back everything because of the economy. And there's no funds right now to help you out. So Senator Schumer said... You know, I'm going to help you out. There was a big fight with that with the SBA. I apologize. You know, here's my, you know, Cody's secretary's card. He'll help you. Just talk to him and he'll, you know, we'll help you get your money. All the farmers, you know, are supposed to get that help. No bureaucracy and, and all that nonsense. Right. And that turned into one year of nothing to the second year of nothing. And then I basically found out about this in 2017 they said the door was shut on that and there was nothing we can do about it you can't go retro and we're sorry really and who said that and who told you that this i believe is one of his like top heads in the office i think her name was core it's a female her name was corazine and i think i can't pronounce the last name but i do have and i have an actual written letter from her with like a denial saying that the doors were shut for the federal disaster aid Wow. Okay. All right. So they couldn't help you. So then, then now, no. so what's the, what was the next step that you went? Um, I reached out to the Dutchess County Regional Chamber of Commerce in Poughkeepsie, New York, and some people there directed me through uh, getting some help from the retired score business chapter of men. And they sent me down to Fishkill, New York, and they had a person that volunteered and helped me draw out a, a whole business plan because I was like, look, I need to put up a farm because I lost all these greenhouses. I need a structure to work in. And they said, you know, all the S- or the USDA has all these grants for farmers up to $100,000 to purchase and get, you know, new equipment and storage buildings. So we did a whole plan and everything for that. Mm-hmm. And it didn't work out too well because they basically got into a fight back and forth with a few lenders in the bank saying that, you know, the plan's not going to work, it's not feasible. And that's just, it was another turndown that was just basically like, you're not going to get any loan. 
Wow. So 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 at this point, so you reached out to the center. You reached, you reached out to the local level of uh, the town. You went to Senator Schumer. How about the county? I spoke to uh, Ron Hicks, which is the secretary for the Dutchess County Executive, and he was trying to help me out the best he can. Uh-huh. He just said, you know, it's right now there's nothing that we can do. There's, you know, nothing that the county has, and, and he doesn't know any programs. He said he reached out to a few other politicians and that there was just nothing they can do. Wow. And what's really baffled me right now is I have a stack of newspaper clippings and articles and magazines of every other well not every all all farmers and stuff but just a lot of farmers that are receiving grants and you know different awards mm-hmm. and money through USDA programs and stuff and, and they're getting their farms up and going and i'm sitting here going like please help me out there's got to be a way there has to be something there has to be something so have you gone to the town board meetings and raised a question about this or any type of awareness about the problems you've been having with your farm? Yeah, I've asked the town and they said there's nothing they can do and I've been reaching out to uh, one of our legislators but I didn't realize that he went into doing some kind of a, a veterans program so he's no longer our legislator but uh, he told me that I have to participate in this problem and I said, you know, I'd like you guys to come to the farm and see on hands what's happened and so far to this date not one single person except for this gentleman Larry Sharp that was running for governor had actually showed up to my farm in this seven years of fiasco yes because um, he would be the one to at least to direct you if he would have made it I mean to to governor so now have you got in touch with uh, Cuomo's office Um, I try and that's just impossible I've and I've had you know emails and emails and Facebook messages and telephone records and it's just nobody will call you back everybody was like you know yes we got your number yes we'll let them know okay so you did you did uh, you did attempt I'm reaching out to where I I don't even know where to reach out anymore at this point it's just I'm just praying to God okay so where are you at now Um, I'm at my farm as far as uh, farm life. Oh, excuse me, I'm sorry. It, with your farm, where is it now? I mean, like, how is that, like, where is the position now for your farm? Um, it's in the middle of fighting foreclosure and a foreclosure sale. I'm actually okay. forced to just start the beginning stages of bankruptcy to try to regroup and, and file a chapter for the farmers to save their farm. Okay. And there's a lot of farmers that are successful with that, correct? Or no? Um, I'm, I'm not familiar with any cases and stuff, but okay. I'm praying there is a way, because from what I'm understanding, this is like you know, another chance that I can get in life to try to keep this thing going. But it's just, I'm, I'm sitting here with trying to, you know, figure out how to pay for bread and butter tomorrow, like literally. Right. No, I get you. I get you. You know, um, and there's probably something out there that um, someone who listens to this, you know, um, that would know to direct you. But I've been on the site <clears throat> prior, you know, and I've been doing some reading and, and stuff like that. I don't know if you have access to uh, internet or a computer because of your position right now. How, do you have access or no? 
um, just by cell phone. Okay, but just I can actually go on like Facebook or YouTube and look up different whatever and go to my emails. That's all I have access to. I, I couldn't do anything here with the phone company with it. It was just getting too out of hand with the, the fees. Right. Wow. Because what had happened when you throw a lot of craziness into this whole mix in this whole entire story is uh, Better Get the Carol from NBC New York does like a segment on their like evening news show. Mm-hmm. And a friend of mine was trying to help me out because we were trying to figure out why, you know, I kept going negative on my checking account. It's like sitting here going, I'm not making that much to begin with, but like, what is going on? It's like something's not right. I was getting hammered hard with this company with these non-PCI compliance fees. And, you know, I took these tests and passed them and it was just nuts, but, you know, it was bouncing checks with vendors and I was having a hard time trying to, you know, make everything work. Okay. And you ended up helping me get back a little over a thousand dollars, but at that point the damage was done. It was just, it was horrible. Wow. Okay. So do you still have all your farming equipment? Um, I have all my equipment, uh, just about 99% of it's broke. We had some local youths come in and they got busted, you know, red-handed from the sheriff's department on video. Mm-hmm. Uh, they broke one of my agricultural tracks, my one and only agricultural tractor, and it destroyed the carburetor and choke mechanism and blew the top half of the motor seal off and, you know, really did a number on it. You know, I had my chainsaw on it that got run over. They, you know, damaged my riding mower and, you know, taking it around for a joy ride prior to the wee hours of the morning. Oh, my um, I got arrested in court from one family, but the other family was basically, we're not going to pay you nothing. And I've had a lien on them for several years now, and they're actually losing their home. But, you know, this still could take up to two and a half years because they're financed through a bank. Mm-hmm. Mm. So it's, you know, I'm sitting here with a broken tractor now. You know, the motor blew up in my truck a few years back and it's just you know, it's added to the whole mess. So what would it take to bring you to have everything back the way you need to have it to work on that farm to show a profit? Like, what are you looking at? What's your numbers? In reality now? In reality, probably... with the, to get it out of foreclosure or if you, like, if someone were to come up to you and say, okay, we're here to help you, but they need figures for equipment, for to get out of foreclosure, everything. So do you have anything like that? I'm 110000 in, give or take a little with legal fees and interest at this point on the actual farm. Okay. Um, estimated to put a decent working greenhouse or two and have the tractors fixed and, and miscellaneous things like the chainsaw and things like that. I mean, I'm probably looking at a safe number would be 75000 For equipment. To, well, just to jumpstart this whole, but not just yeah. for equipment, I mean, just to get everything going, like product, equipment, and, you know, just new signage and things, and, you know, things that just got busted up, like, beyond. Right. So, okay, so it's the 110 plus the 75, which really isn't a whole lot. I mean... No, and when I tried doing these um, loans with the score chapter, I was like, if I could just get at least 25000 and put up a $10,000 pole barn and use the remainder of it for product, then I could slowly fix and repair everything little by little, but... Even at that, I couldn't get a small loan like that through USDA. Wow. And did they say why? They just said his debt to income ratio and the monthly fees and costs and stuff won't work out. And then even the business planner lady through that I got through from the Chamber of Commerce was just in disbelief. Okay, so the local Chamber of Commerce, they have been working with you trying to help you. 
back then they did. This is going back into like okay. 2014 or 2015 is when I was trying to, you know, get a barn put up here so I'd have, a, you know, a solid structure because when this, you know, the first hurricane came through, it, it did a number and then 13, 14 just twisted everything apart. I have a bunch of gutter connect greenhouses and they're just all the framings. I still have everything until I save everything because, you know, you want to throw another thing in this whole crazy thing is somebody came out and was rotten enough and just cold hearted. And I can't discuss everything because it's been through a legal battle right now. Okay. Built a defamatory website once they found out that I was in a situation here mm-hmm. and wanted this property for specific reasons that I, like I, said, I can't discuss, but put it all over the internet and defame my character and put it on Facebook and Google and wherever else you could possibly post it. <sighs> Last year and a half, I was known as this criminal, you know, drug dealer, con artist, dirtbag, bottom line. Wow. And I have a great hearted attorney local. Okay. I don't know if I can say names or whatever, but it's I'm uh, trying to plug or nothing like that kind of thing, but he actually had the heart to come out to my farm and actually go over all this stuff and work pro bono on this case and help get that site taken off the internet. And we're trying to make all this, you know, be done right with Supreme Court and everything. Wow, I'm very sorry for that. That's that's got to be. That's turned the community of Beekman and half of Dutchess County, and I think this is what's linked in with half of the politicians and everybody here, because everybody knows everybody's looking at me that I was a scam artist that took advantage of an old veteran. Okay, but the vet- now, is the veteran still helping you? Are you guys still partners? He has PTSD really bad, and there's days okay. where he's like your best friend, and then there's days where he's like, you know, the whole world's out to get him, and I, I don't understand that. It's like some kind of sickness real bad, but it's just, we've been up and down and all around with all sorts of crazy events right now with this, and that's, you know, now he's just like, you know, Joe's not paying me, and we're not making money on the 52 farm, I'm taking 216, and now he wants to foreclose on it. And that's why we're all in that whole foreclosure thing. Ah, okay. okay. So we reached out to our county executive numerous times, and it would make your jaw drop to the floor twice if I showed you all of my Facebook messages, all of my emails over the last two years of begging and pleading with them. We're not on our farm. The town's treated us unfairly. And, you know, through a veteran and a farmer. I mean, they sent the East Fishkill police in and said, due to the complaints on this property, you are hereby to pack up your port toil and all your belongings, tents, produce, etc., and leave the premises at once. Oh, my goodness. I have this in writing. I had actually shown it to a, senator, a senator's husband, which is a local attorney that I had no idea. I was just oblivious. And I'm like, I need to find a lawyer now because this is insane. And it's just been a crazy fiasco from that point. Now, even after they threw me off and it's gone into two years later, they have town officials leaving their town to come over to my other location and stick notes on a bus, you know, going under the gate when I'm not even open Uh to tell me to cut the grass, cut it again. It's not to our standards. Your fence is ugly and hideous looking. Take it down immediately. Don't put the shrubs in front of the building. It's violations of this code. And it's just this nuts. So now the local attorney that's helping me with this case pro bono on the defamation has volunteered to work with the town. And we've sat down with the town attorney and said, this is what we're trying to do. And this is what it's going to look like. 
and you know my clients basically gave everybody you know no hard time complied immediately and did all of their demands because they had threatened me with a three thousand dollar uh lien on my taxes if i didn't cut the grass and here it is they're restricting me like it was in that larry sharp video that was trying to help me out mm-hmm. they're not getting me the permit so i can save this farm or even function on the other farm wow and our county executive's secretary sent me an email and even Mark Mullen, all our county executive, said, you are on your farm. And I'm like, you got to be kidding me. This is like now it's like, where do I go? So what is the last part? I'm go- No, I'm going to say the second to the last part. So what's the second to the last part that you've dealt with anybody or you've heard from anything? Uh, my attorney just recently said they are giving me a hard time. They're not getting back. And then finally, he said the town attorney said that, you know, the planner's saying that this isn't going to work. And they're just, you know, he said basically at this point, it's called an Article 78. There's like a pre existing, non conforming precedent set for over the last, you know, two decades. Mm-hmm. They're, they're being totally, completely unfair. And it's basically. If you don't have firepower with money to get an attorney nowadays for anything, you're not going to get anywhere as the small Hispanic farmer walking in saying, please, you know, me and my veteran partner are really upset. We're just trying to make a living. And you're, you're, you're restricting us in every way, shape or form from doing so. Why are we not being able to do like the other gentleman did? Now, I know for small businesses, um, they're certified uh, minority owned businesses is there something similar to like that for farmers i had asked for that when i talked to albany in in the state and the ag and markets division and they they have no idea what i was talking about so i just i'm totally unaware okay because i know there is one for minority just like there what there is for women uh women owned businesses so they're certified because the minority and the women usually get like the first crack at uh, bids and um loans and uh, specialty loans and stuff like that so there, i didn't know if there was something like that for farmers or veterans you know so um well that's something definitely um that needs to be looked at uh, minority owned and so where are you at today as of right now what do you know as of today I know as of today, me and my partner are not allowed to sell anything on the Route 52 and Taconic State Parkway property. That at this point, I need to try to raise some kind of funds and have my attorneys like, you know, I'm trying to help you out in all these different ways. I can't do everything, you know, completely free like that. Right. Like, and there's a lot involved with that. So it's trying to figure out how to raise money to fight the town because I'm not going to lose what I was trying to do in the first place and then and have the right to do I, you know, this, is, this is ridiculous it is ridiculous now have you a GoFundMe page or anything like that there was a gentleman that came in many years back prior to uh, the heavy snows in 13 and 14 and shopped here with his girlfriend mm-hmm. he does some kind of blogs and things like that and he actually built this website and came here and did videos and showed all the shots of all the beams twisted and the snow coming in right and GoFundMe page and that's on the Joe the Grower uh, on Facebook you can actually view that and it's actually on YouTube I know that oh okay and um, have you had any activity on that 
Um, just recently, there was two donations that came in. The, the site was actually built, I believe, in 2014 when we had the, you know, the first round of storms four years back to back. Okay. Um, and it only raised up about $2,000 at that point. It was no ways near, you know, I was just trying to raise a minimum of $10,000 just to get new plastic and seal up and try to crib up and replace the, the gutters that got all bent up. And so we just, we never hit goal. Now, during all of this stuff with this property problem going on and the storms, we had a storm just back in 2017 uh, called Superstorm Stella. And it dropped almost four foot of snow within like three hours. It was ridiculous. I took one last greenhouse that I had and actually body surfed on the roof in the middle of the night and trying to like, you know, do like a swimming kind of a move and push all the snow off the top and then go down below and hand shovel everything off with a torn bicep because I, you know, I got hurt taking the greenhouses down and back in 2015. Wow. This one house from the snowstorm and the other greenhouse went down. So out of 10 greenhouses total in a seven year period, mm -hmm. I'm down to like almost kind of a one greenhouse because it got hit by the tornado winds that came through last May, May 14th. Dutchess County and surrounding counties in Connecticut and Tri-State area got hit with like a ridiculous bunch of tornadoes. Wow. Touched down where the other farm was and came across this whole area and uprooted trees. And, you know, our county executive was flying in the helicopter looking at a lot of the damage because it, you know, was so close to where we are. And the bulk of the winds got us, not the actual tornado, but it blew the sidewalls of my greenhouse apart. Oh. Oh my goodness. It just seems like you've had one, not only a roadblock, but uh, just bad luck, period. And that in conjunction with your roadblocks and no one's willing to help or even to listen, that's a disaster. Um, because we need local growth. We need local growers. That's what, when I go into a supermarket, um, they'll have signs, you know, from local growers, you know, local farmers. And, and it's important. Now, and the last thing I'm trying to like add into this now so you can kind of understand this better is when that storm came in in 2017, there was a news reporter from Hudson Valley News Network or HVNN.com. And they did an article on me and showed the greenhouse. And it was a beautiful article about, you know, farms and how we've evolved from this to more residences and we're trying to save farms and everything. And it blew up really nice, and we started raising money. And I'm like, great, now I can fix this greenhouse. You know, I'll get some people, hopefully get some friends come in or whatever, and we'll try to, you know, put this thing up because I can't do it with one arm. I mean, I have function of the other arm, but not, not like half of it, maybe. And it's like, how do I do this? So we were doing this thing. It came out right after Easter. And the person that built this defamatory website went and tried to get into the mix with my landlord to buy the you know the note you know because he had you know tried to help out with it. so he got in the whole mix of this crazy thing with the foreclosure and they called up and called me a gofundme fraud and had the story taken down off of hudson valley news network you know what the thing is that's a very strong word fraud that's a very very strong word so that's something that has to be very carefully said because you have to be able to prove that someone's a fraud. You can't just throw it out there. So I very, 
I take it lightly when I hear it because it doesn't really have credibility. And hopefully a lot of people are like that. Unfortunately, probably not. But um, you're... I was investigated. I'm sorry to cut you off. Oh, no, go ahead. Go ahead. I was investigated by GoFundMe. They emailed me and wanted to know where the money went. I showed them the receipt of the money that you know went from A to B currently from you know, all the time frames. The New York State Police and the Dutchess County Sheriffs are fully aware of this website when it was out on the internet and just couldn't believe their eyes because this, this individual, like I say, he went 10 times over to ruin my reputation and name in this town in order to get this place. Wow. So now when I call up different, and I won't try to mention all these names, but there's all these different local newspapers. I spoke to one of them and he said, oh, we're going to come out and help you out. And then he calls me back, oh, I got to get all the stuff in for election time. And this is going back into 2017 or 16, I believe. Mm -hmm. And he's like, we'll try to help you out in the spring. And I said, I don't know if I'm going to be here in the spring. I'm going to get foreclosed on. I mean, I said, I'm trying to like operate one farm. They're not letting me from the town of East Fishkill. And I'm back on 216, you know, trying to figure out how I'm going to get, you know, food stamps at this point because it's it, that bad. Right. No, and I agree. I constantly, and now it's a whole crazy thing I'm looking at. It. It's like, I feel like it's this favoritism. I'm being discriminated because every week they're putting out these papers and, you know, they have the president of the Farm Bureau and they're like, oh, we're at Fishkill Farms. They just got a $249,000 grant for product hiring and advertisement. Or, oh, Fishkill Farms got hit with that tornado also real bad and it uprooted like, you know, $7,000 worth of trees and fruit trees, that type of thing. And then they're like, oh, they're having a bumper crop of peaches, you know, prior to the storm. We'll visit Fishkill Farms. I call it the Kipsy Journal, and the editor tells me, we're not doing the store. We came out once and did the store when the greenhouse collapsed, and we're not coming out again because they had some typos and things, and it was confusing if you go to the website and look it up. Mm -hmm. There's like dollar amounts on what I needed to raise to fix that one greenhouse. And then he proceeds to email me a week later and goes, oh, by the way, who made you certified organic anyway? Um, were you supposed wow. to be? Wow. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. And all they print now is, you know, there was a farm five counties up, but because it was big and, you know, cows passed away, you know, there's a GoFundMe page or let's help them out. Let's, you know, help this farm up in Columbia County. Or, you know, this other barn burned down up in this town. Let's, let's help these guys out. And I'm sitting here going, I've committed no crime ever in my life. You know, I, I hold a valid winery roadside farm market license. I have a valid food permit. You know, I'm just a, a clean, hard worker. And nobody's coming in to do anything. And I'm watching all these other farms around me mm -hmm. get this. Wow. Okay. Well, your story is, um, it, it's, um, it, it needs looking into. So, um, I do appreciate you coming on and explaining, uh, what the farmers go through. Um, it does, it just seems like it's a very stressful, um, important job, but it's, I mean, cause your livelihood depends on the weather with government assistance. Yeah, I mean, the whole important thing out of this whole thing is I just want to enjoy life. You know, my girlfriend at the time, you know, we were going to have a baby and it was this whole crazy, you know, I'm going through this foreclosure. I'm trying to save this farm and everything's going sour. And it's like, here I am. I'm going to have a new life for the first time. And, and you know, we ended up losing the baby just prior to the whole birth date. Oh. 
I'm just like, come on. It's like, please, you know, like somebody come here and, and see this place. And it's like Larry Sharp was the only guy that was like, came up an hour and a half and tried to help. And it's like, well, I know how to get in touch with him. I, 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 him and I have a mutual friend. So, um, I definitely know how to get in touch with him. So maybe, um, along with this podcast, um, get somewhere to get some uh, help for you. I appreciate you coming on. Um, I hope something comes up out of this for you. I really, truly do. Yeah. And, yeah. um, it, it, I mean, I know you took the time out, uh, to reach out to me i do appreciate it um if anything you know good comes out of this i, I really hope so I, just to, just to help you um is there any last thing you would like to say um i just hope that you know we can get people up here i mean I'm, I'm not trying to like ask for a handout or anything i just need a hand up i just want to get back on my feet i mean i'm sitting here with no working vehicles I promised my dad before he passed away that I would make him proud of me and I was going to make this place successful. And it's just, you know, I just can't lose this promise. I understand. All right, thank you. Hi, everyone. This is Catherine Corella, your host, letting you know that uh, our show is brought to you by Platinum Credit Repair Solutions. Give them 45 days. They will get you a higher credit score with one flat price, no monthly payments. For permanent results, call Jennifer Madden today at 516-806-6449. You'll be glad you did, and they look forward to hearing from you. Thanks.